I'm speaking on the subject releasing your personal glory. Releasing your personal glory. The Bible has made us to understand that God has bestowed glory on mankind. In Psalm 8, the Bible talks about the excellence of our God. And in verse number 5 of Psalm number 8 is part of the musings of the psalmist when he considers how mindful God is of man. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him? And in verse number 5, he says, For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now hear this. He says that you have crowned him with glory and honor. God has given man a crown. It is called the crown of glory and honor. Placed on your head is the crown of glory. The crown of glory. And glory signifies, as we have said severally in this season, great honor, praise, or distinction. That's glory. Great honor, praise, and distinction. Glory will also mean majestic beauty and splendor. Majestic beauty and splendor. In one sense, glory will also mean perfect happiness at the height of achievement and accomplishment. Perfect happiness at the height of achievement and accomplishment. Another word that will explain glory is the word excellence. Excellence. Another one will be praiseworthiness. Praiseworthiness or affluence. So strictly speaking, glory is the full expression of God's nature. The full expression of God's nature. We said something last Sunday. We said that all creation exists to declare the glory of God. All creation exists to declare the glory of God. And we looked at a verse to illustrate that truth. Psalm 19 and verse number 1. Psalm 19 and verse number 1. Where the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God. That word declare means show forth. It says when you see the heavens manifesting the way they are manifesting. The sun shining its bright light during the day and the moon at night. The stars shining. They are declaring, showing forth or manifesting or expressing the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. So you and I, 
must understand that we were created to expose God's glory. We were created to display, to declare, to show forth the glory of God. In Isaiah 43 verse 7, God talks about those whom he has created for his glory. He says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. That is, we were created to show forth his glory. So everything God made was made with glory in it. And that is what brings in the subject of personal glory. So every creation, including mankind, received an allocation of glory. And we are not showing this glory or the glory of God if we are not all that God created us to be. God's will is that everything he created should show forth his glory by manifesting the glory in it and that by being all that that creature was created to be. I hope it is making sense. And I want to say that God's glory in us is not anything abstract. It is something that should have tangible effect in and through us. The glory of God is meant to impact us personally as individuals. The glory of God is real and it must have real effect or impact, if you like, on every facet of our lives. You understand that? Shout hallelujah. You remember in Exodus 34 verse 29 the testimony of Moses who was in God's presence for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says now it was so. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain. That Moses, now hear this, did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. Meaning the king of glory. Peter calls him the excellent glory. When he talked with God, the Bible says... That Moses, King James will say, wist not, Moses did not know that the skin of his face was shining. The glory had tangible, real effects, even on the body, the physical skin of Moses. So much that the Bible says, People around him were unable to look at him. The meaning is, you can't be in 
contact with the glory of God without it becoming visible in your life. Without it becoming visible in your life. Beginning this hour, the glory of God shall be visible in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. You believe that, please, can I hear a louder shout of amen? Now, in Psalm 57 and verse number 8, let's look at that. Psalm 57 and verse number 8. The psalmist is saying, Awake, my glory. Awake, loot and harp. I will awaken the dawn. The psalmist is conscious of the fact that he had received what we are calling glory allocation. An allocation of glory. So being aware of that reality, he is arousing the glory within him. He says, this glory packaged within me must not be passive. It must not be asleep. I need to awaken it so that the fullness of me in life and destiny can be expressed. He says, awaken my glory. Awake my glory. Why are you sleeping? I hope we'll have a session on overcoming glory attackers. What are they called? Glory attackers. Because we see, for example, in this verse that glory can sleep. Because you can only awake something that is what? Snoring. So this is where someone is living way below their potential. That means their glory. That should have been expressed has gone asleep, has taken a siesta, as they call it. Glory can be buried. We'll talk about that at one point. So it's going to be, that one is going to be a spiritual warfare service. Praise the name of Jesus. Which gives us an idea of what we are calling what? Personal glory. Somebody shout personal glory. That is a dimension of glory given to you that if manifested will be an expression, a showing forth, a declaration of the glory of God. So the heavens manifest their glory in order to declare the glory of God. Is it making sense here? Jesus put it this way now, hear this. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 16, of course, the context is from verse number 14. You are the light of the world. They see the belt on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a lamp and put it on the basket, but rather they put it on the lampstand. Now, verse number 16, it says, let your light, now hear this, so shine before men. That light is the light of glory. Let your light Meaning that everyone has been given a light allocation. Is it making sense here? There's a dimension of life that you possess 
and the dimension of light that you are, but which must be expressed. Let your light so shine before men that they may see, that they may see your good works. And when this light is being manifested through good works, what is going to happen? The Bible says, those who see your good works, hear this, will glorify your Father in heaven. Which brings us, now hear this, to Galatians chapter 1, verse 24. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 24. And they glorified God in me. Is it making sense here? They glorified God in me. That is something happened to me. I became a display center of the glory of God. And as a result, everyone else is glorifying God because of what is happening to me. Is it making sense here? It says, and they glorified God in me. Of course, Apostle Paul is referring to his conversion and his encounter with Jesus on his way to Damascus. How it was told among the saints that he who was persecuting the church has become the promoter of the very gospel he fought against. And he says, because of that, they glorified God in me. That is, because of what happened to me. Is it making sense here? Come on, I'm asking you, is it making sense? Let's look at scripture examples of personal glory. Scripture examples of personal glory. We'll begin with Joseph. Because Joseph is speaking to his brothers in Genesis 45 and verse 13. Please hear this. Genesis 45 and verse number 13. He is saying to his brothers as he's about to send them back to where they came from, having taught them that he was Joseph because they never knew he was dressed like an Egyptian. And they had left each other for over 13 years, so, and so on and so forth. He had Egyptian makeup and all that, so they couldn't recognize him. But eventually, he taught them that I am your brother Joseph. I know you lied to my father that I'm dead and all that. I'm here. So on their way back, he said this to them. So you shall tell my father, hear this, of all my glory in Egypt. My glory as given to me by God. Is it making sense here? You shall tell my father of all my glory. In Egypt. In Egypt. You shall tell my father of all my glory in Area 49. Is it making sense? Of all my glory in Kawale, in Area 47, in Area 43, in Area 10. You, you, you shall tell my father of all my glory in Blantyre, in Malawi. Is it making sense here? Yes. Look at the verse again. It says... You shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and of all that you have seen. This is visible glory. 
It's not abstract. Where you say, I'm living a glorious life and there's nothing glorious to see. That's not what he's talking about there. It's not just a matter of confession, it's a matter of reality. We can see the physical evidence of the fact that there is glory expressed upon your life. It says, you shall tell my father of all that you have seen, and you shall hurry and bring my father down here. I don't think we have time to look at the various forms and dimensions of the kind of glory that Joseph experienced in the land of Egypt. Maybe a quick listing, very quickly. Number one, we know that he was remembered. Genesis 41, verses 9 to 13. The Egyptian authorities, especially the chief butler, remembered Joseph. They shall remember you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, we see that he was released from prison and he never went back there. He was released from the Egyptian prison never to go back into prison. Genesis 41 and verse 14. Number three, we see that Joseph was gifted with dream interpretation skills. He was gifted with dream interpretation skills. We saw that in Genesis 41, verses 15 to 36. Genesis 41, verses 15 to 36. Number four, we also see that Joseph was discerning and wise. He was discerning and wise. It's a dimension of glory that this fellow experienced. Genesis 41, verses 37 to 39. Genesis 41, verses 37 to 39. The next point is that he rose to power in Egypt. He rose to power in Egypt. He became the second in command in the land of Egypt. Genesis 41, verses 40 to 52. Genesis 41, verses 40 to 52. Lastly, we can make mention of the fact that he became a global phenomenon. This man, Joseph, became a global phenomenon. The whole world came to him in Egypt. Genesis 41, can I have verse 57? Genesis 41 and verse number 57, the Bible says all countries came to Joseph in Egypt. Pharaoh was there, but they never came to him. They came to Joseph. They came to Joseph. He became a global celebrity a global phenomenon. No wonder he's saying to his brothers, tell my father of all my glory in Egypt. The second one we can talk about is Solomon. Solomon, Jesus is teaching on matters of not worrying about life as to what we shall eat or drink or our bodies concerning what we shall wear. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, they do not reap away in barns, but your heavenly father takes care of them. And then he says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 28 to 29, Matthew chapter 6, verses 28 to 29, he says, do not worry about clothing. 
Consider the ladies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. My God. Verse 29. Yet I say to you, now hear this, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed, was not dressed like any of these. Again here, Jesus is talking about the glory of Solomon. The question is, where is your own glory? Help me ask your neighbor, where is your own glory? I want to see your glory. Where is it? Mm -hmm. Thank God you have the glory of having two children. Others of you, three. Others, maybe five. I don't know if there's anyone with the glory of nine children. No? I think parents of these days are lazy, isn't it? More than their parents. Because, huh? Some of us, we come from families of many, many children. Yes. Yes. Many children. I think there is a man who died in Karonga. Those of you who watched or listened to the news, a certain man died in Karonga. They said he had how many children? Those of you who listened to the news. Huh? 26. And how many grandchildren? Huh? Is it for the four? Was it 44 or 94? 44. Yeah. That's a dimension of glory that <laughs> is very powerful. <laughs> uh, how many want that dimension of glory? No one. Uh? <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. And we get a glimpse of Solomon's glory in 1 Kings chapter 4. Allow us not to read it. Verses 20 to 34. 1 Kings chapter 4. Verses 20 to 34. Just capture that. You will see some detail there explaining or expounding on the glory of Solomon. But what I want us to do is to look at keys for releasing your God-ordained personal glory. Your God-ordained personal glory. What are some of the keys to bear in mind? I hope I can be quick in the interest of time. But we may want to pick probably just three keys for now. We'll continue with this discussion in the second service. Number one key is what I would call full exploitation of your potential. Full exploitation of your potential. God has given us abilities to be all that he has ordained us to be. And we release our potential, or we exploit our potential by or through work. Somebody shout, work. The glory of man is to bring forth fruit that exposes God's glory. Please understand this. Our greatest task in life is to bring forth what? Fruit. The fruit of 
becoming all that God has ordained us to become. Because that is where glory is. If you are really serious about releasing your personal glory, then please take time to understand your potentials and exploit every one of them. Understand your potentials and exploit every one of those potentials. You are never serious about glorifying God if number one, you don't understand your potential and number two, if you don't maximize your potential. If you don't release your potential. That is why immediately after God formed man, you remember Genesis chapter 2, verse number 7. In verse number 8, my God, God blessed man, the man he had formed in the garden of Eden. To do what? To do work. Verse 15. He was to tend and keep it. To tend and keep it. To tend and keep it. He was to exercise, maximize, and release his potentials in the Garden of Eden as a platform for the expression of God's glory. And it was in that garden, you remember, that Adam manifested one of the glories. God had a list of names that he had wanted to give to the creatures he had made. But he kept the names to himself. But he told Adam, he said, boy, go and give names to all the animals. The Bible says he did it so that he could see. That means he already had the names. That he could see what Adam would give, would name them. That means he already had the names. And God, look at it. He says, and he brought all these things to Adam to see what he would call them. To see. To see. It was a test of glory. To see. To see. To see. To see. So maybe God had number one animal there, dog. Number two, elephant. Number three, giraffe. Number four, eagle. And then God was pleasantly shocked that when Adam looked at an, an, a certain animal, he called it dog. And God went on his list and says, my God, tick. This one, elephant, tick. Exactly. If God was to look at your life today and compare your current level of glory with what he has in his master plan, is there going to be congruence? Especially looking at how you are struggling financially. You, you think that, is that glory? Ask your neighbor for me, is that glory? Because, look, put that verse back there. Now, to see what he would call them. 
And whatever Adam, hear this, called each living creature. Listen, that was his name. What does that mean? That was his name on God's list. He never called elephant giraffe. What the, the list of names that God had is exactly the list that Adam used. And that is what he called each of those respective animals. Work. Somebody shout work. Say that louder. Work. Says that they may see your good works. That they may see, they may experience and witness your exploits. Exploits in business. Exploits in your profession. Exploits in the works of your hands. It is a platform that will generate God glory. The Bible says, when they see your good works, they will glorify your Father in heaven. Is it making sense here? About Jesus, they said, when he healed a man, dumb and deaf, in the regions of the Decapolis, in Mark chapter 7, verse number 37. Mark chapter 7, verse number 37. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, he has done all things well. When things are done well, God receives the glory. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. So, simply put, what we are saying is that glory is manifested through work. Say that with me. Glory, glory. is manifested through work. So we bring glory to God when we successfully carry out that which he designed and purposed for us. We bring glory to God when we successfully carry out that which he designed and purposed for us. I therefore decree this hour that you shall not live outside divine purpose. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody said, the glory of the manufacturer is seen when his product performs as designed and advertised. The glory of the manufacturer is seen when the product of that manufacturer performs as designed and advertised. And you recall that God did not just design us, he also advertised us as instruments of what? He said, be fruitful and multiply. Replenish the earth. Subdue it and have dominion. Genesis 1.28. And here you are, barren, fruitless. You are not multiplying. Instead of subduing, you are being subdued. Then God is asking, when are we going to get glory from this fellow? You remember in Luke chapter 13, the story of that fig tree. 
that the owner visited the fig tree for three consecutive years looking for harvest, looking for fruit, and there was none. And out of frustration and disappointment, he told the worker, he said, cut this fig tree down. Why should it be using up the soil, using up the ground for nothing? It took the worker to plead with the master to say, give it one more year, one more year, one more year, one more year. My friend, there's one more year. <laughs> that is, my God, one year is enough to turn things around. That's what it means. One year. And may that year be this year for somebody listening to me here. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. May your life be a display of God's glory. By the carrying out of mighty exploits in business, in your workplace, in your careers, in the works of your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a louder shout of amen here. The implication is there is no glory without diligence. There is no excellence without dedication. So many people are lazy. Ask those that are excelling in business how tasking it is. It involves traveling. Some people, you know for some people traveling is like leisure. But for others, traveling is tiresome. There are people out here who are tired of what? Traveling. Because for them it's like, look, can't I sit down? But because they want to excel and they are excelling, they are never sitting down. They have to travel to this country, travel to that country, travel to that country, travel to that country, come back, put things in containers, bring them. They go to MRI for clearing. It's not easy. Spending three days. I know your own person, you'll just take one hour, 30 minutes, they are done. But we are talking of where clearing takes days because there is so much to clear. It's a lot of work. Those who desire to excel must subscribe to dedication. We call it hard work. Proverbs 22 verse 29, if I can read it from the King James Version. Proverbs 22 and verse number 29. Seest thou a man, my God, diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before mean or ordinary average struggling and mediocre people. Have you seen a man who is diligent in his business? Diligence. So it is work coupled with diligence that releases the glory of God. And the glory there being the excellence, the prosperity, the advancement, the progress being registered in the works of your hands. And that is what brings out glory. Last Sunday I gave the example of a student in school. One who scores 40% 
and another who scores 95%. Where do you shout glory? Is it where somebody has scored 40%? Can you say to your child, wow, glory! What is it? 35%. Even if you do it in the name of encouragement, that is a wrong way to encourage the, the fellow. That's not how we encourage him. Hallelujah. It's when somebody scores 95%. That's why it's a glory. So glory is associated with excellence. And there's no excellence without diligence. Without labor for 14.23 of Proverbs. 14.23. In all labor is what? Profit. In all labor there is profit. Proverbs 14.23. In all labor, in all labor, you cannot live a distinguished life without engaging in labor. 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 Somebody shout labor. And it says, but idle charter leads only to poverty. And that is where some of you are. Just talking. Just talking. Until your wife is now convinced that you are not a serious husband. You are just talking. For seven years now, we will start. Especially this year. Of exceedingly abundant grace. We will start. And that year went. Another year came. Break forth. And this year, honey, you will see the best of your husband. That year went. Now we are in the year of perfect jubilee. You have already made a lie, another lie to your wife. Says this year. <laughs> By the, so your, your, husband, your wife cannot take you serious. You know, a few years ago, one fellow came to me, very serious, with a serious face. He said, Pastor, uh, I want to start a church. I said, wow, you want to start a church? Has God spoken to you? He said, yes. I said, okay. So I said, did you tell your wife? He said, yes. What was her reaction? The man said, my wife just laughed. <laughs> I said, my boo, sir. The wife of the church founder is laughing. So I said, do you know what that means? She knows you're not serious. Don't dare. To tomorrow, so that church has not started yet. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, we are talking about work coupled with diligence. No, 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 no. Tell your other neighbor, we are talking about work coupled with diligence. There is no glory for lazy people. There is no glory for lazy fellows. They call them lazy bones. Now here is, we glorify God in our work, not only in the nature of that work, but also in the attitude we take toward it. We glorify God in our work, not only by the nature of work we are doing, but also by the attitude employed in doing it. And I'm saying to us, 
that the attitude of lessness in carrying out the work is not permitted. The attitude of lessness can never be permitted. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, because that is where glory will come from, do it with your might. Do it with your might. Do it with your might. Somebody shout hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 to 24 again. It tells you there that whatever you do, do it heartily. In Proverbs 12, verse 24, Proverbs chapter 12, and verse number 24, the hand of the diligent will rule. Amen. Glory be to God. So hear this. We cannot be lazy and expect to reveal our glory. That's the point. We cannot be lazy and reveal our glory at the same time. It doesn't work that way. Life, I write here, is about pouring out everything God has given us. Failure to do so is to fall short of the glory of God. Life is about pouring out all that God has given us and failure to do so is to fall short of the glory of God. My prayer is that you and I shall not fall short of the glory of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, we are looking at keys for releasing your personal glory, our personal glory. We've talked about the key of fully exploiting our potential, the dignity of work, diligent labor as a dimension, as a key. Number two is cultivating God's presence. The culture of cultivating God's presence. Because the truth of the matter is, we cannot experience God's glory without his presence. We cannot experience the glory of God without the presence of God. Moses was in his presence 40 days and 40 nights. The result was what? Glory landed. Visibly manifesting upon his skin. The Bible talks about the skin of his face shining to the extent that people could not look at him in the face. And from that day forward, Moses had to wear a veil every time he appeared before the people. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. In Exodus 3, in verse number 14, God is speaking to Moses. He says, my presence will go with you. Now, Moses said, okay, now that your presence with us is guaranteed, 
Verse 18, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Now that we have secured your presence, now beyond experiencing your presence, now we need what? The manifestation and the demonstration of your glory. Where God is, glory is a possibility. Is it making sense? And so, I want to say a few things very quickly here. Number one, God's glory needs his presence in order to be manifested. The glory of God needs the presence of God to be manifested. Number two, God's presence is <laughs> the only conducive environment for his glory. God's presence is the only conducive atmosphere for the manifestation of his glory. Number three, praise. Somebody say praise. Is the ideal environment for the release of God's presence which will lead to the release of his glory. Praise is the ideal environment for the creation of the atmosphere of his presence which in turn generates the manifestation of glory. The meaning is, as a believer, learn how to cultivate God's presence upon your life. Why? It is because there is what we call Ichabod, which is what? The departure of God's glory or presence, the departure of the presence of God. We don't have time to look at Ezekiel. Here it is, chapter 8, chapter 9, and chapter 10. Read those three chapters of Ezekiel. You will see how the glory of God, how the presence of God left the temple of the Lord. Why? Because the children of Israel failed to cultivate his presence. And listen, the glory of God and the presence of God usually do not depart at once. These two do not depart at once. They depart gradually. That is why the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed. Do not grieve. It means that the Holy Spirit will embark on convicting you. That is to show you what is wrong. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Now, the more you resist, the more the glory will be departing, dissipating, moving out, moving out, moving out. And glory can depart from a person. Glory can depart from a family. Glory can depart from a church. And there are so many churches where glory already departed. All that is remaining is gymnastics. 
Because King Saul of the Bible, the first human king of Israel, continued as king for another 16 years before he left the stage. But the glory had already departed. The presence of God had already left him. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 14 to 18. The glory had already departed. The spirit of the Lord had already departed from him. But he continued on the throne, ruling as normal, but outside the atmosphere of his presence. One of the things you must vow never to lose in your life is God's presence and God's glory. How do I cultivate his presence? Number one, dedication to holy living. <laughs> it's amazing. Please don't be fooled. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 6. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 6. Let's do this quickly, please. Then Moses said, now hear this. This is the thing which the Lord commanded you to do. And there is a comma in my Bible, New King James Version. And as a separate activity, the glory of the Lord will appear to you. So glory does not just appear. There is a thing. The Lord says, hey, position yourself in this manner and then glory will appear. So there's what we call preparing for the glory of God. Preparing for the glory of God. I read with us during the word encounter service, Exodus chapter 19, verses 10 to 11. God saying to Moses, consecrate the people. Let them wash their clothes. My God. Why? Verse number 11. It says, because on the third day, I will come down. But there has to be consecration. So, dedication to holy living. Dedication to holy living. Dedication to holy living. And I'm talking about personal holiness. And personal holiness is not the one you do in church. And it is amazing what the Bible will tell you. There is nowhere where the Bible will tell you to pray for holiness. No, it says be holy. Have you checked in your Bible? That he never says you shall pray for holiness. No. Every time God talks about holiness, what does he say? Be. Be. And he will only tell you that if he has put in you what I call inbuilt capacity to do it. So everyone here has capacity to live a holy life. But you have to make a decision. Where must we be holy? At the office. In our workplaces. In our places of business, in our homes, when you are driving on the road, when you are sitting in meetings to make decisions, in your interaction with people, that is where you must be what? Holy. Not when you just come to church. You enter the sanctuary with a holy move. <laughs> it's when you are at the office, you are working with colleagues. That is where you must observe what? Personal holiness. If you do that, brothers, you will not be proposing late days at your workplace. Huh? Touching the chin of a lady who is not your wife. Huh? What powder are you using? 
Huh? Wow. You are touching the hair. And that lady must slap you if she is in her right sense. She must what? Slap you. Yes. Why are you touching me like this? About your wife? These are men who not touch their wives like that. All right. Number two. <laughs> How do you cultivate? What am I talking about? Cultivating what? Huh? The presence. Number one, dedication to personal what? Holiness. Number two, a lifestyle of praise and worship. Psalm 22, verse number three. Psalm 22 and verse number three. A lifestyle of praise and worship. Second Chronicles chapter five, verses 13 to 14 there. When they united in praising and singing, what happened? The glory of the Lord landed. Divine presence. Divine presence. Number three. Regularly feeding on the word of God. Regularly feeding on the word of God. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse number 2. Regularly feeding on the word of God. Now, let's move to the last line of these keys. Third key for releasing your personal glory. The first one being what? Full exploitation of your potential. Being all that God has ordained for you. Number two, we are talking about cultivating the presence of God. Cultivating the presence of God. Number three, the exercise of maturity on the platform of challenges. The exercise of maturity on the platform of challenges. The meaning is, it takes growth and maturity to release your personal glory. Somebody say that with me. It takes growth and maturity. Say it louder. It takes growth and maturity to release personal glory. However, growth and maturity are products of overcoming obstacles. Real maturity, real growth is derived from constantly conquering obstacles and oppositions of life. Trees don't become strong simply because they have deep roots but they are also strengthened by the wind that blows against them every now and then. Every now and then. And the more they weather the wind, they resist the wind, the stronger they become. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody said, no one may know what is in him until God allows situations to pressurize him. And as he is busy dealing with the pressure, then he discovers that, look, so I'm also good at this. I'm also good at this. I'm also good at that. Is it making sense here? Paul put it this way. 
in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, hear this, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now please listen. He says we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. In what sense? Verse number three. It says, and not only that, but we also glory in what? Tribulations. Knowing that tribulation will produce perseverance. Verse number four. And perseverance will produce what? Character. And character will produce hope. Paul says, you cannot develop full character in Christ without going through challenges. He's calling them tribulations. He says, some of us will rejoice in tribulations because tribulations help us to build capacity for perseverance. And when perseverance is built, then character. And when there's character, then we can hope that our future is bright. Somebody shout hallelujah. God generally reveals his glory through our challenges. So every time a challenge shows up, you must understand that it is time for God to reveal his glory through you. As he intervenes in your situation. I hope I'm talking to mature believers here. Because so many of us are spoiled. If you're encountering a problem, the question is, why am I encountering a problem? This problem, it means I'm not a Christian enough. Jesus said, if they do this to a green tree, how much more a dry tree? He is a green tree, you are the dry tree. If a green tree is burning, how about a dry wood? Somebody shout hallelujah. Therefore, from today, don't be a crying baby. Tell your neighbor, don't be a crying baby. Tell them you're not a baby in the first place. Pastor, you don't understand some of these situations. Mm. Hallelujah. When you see someone smiling, don't you think that they are not going through issues? Some of the people that are smiling, dancing, and rejoicing, if they told you what they are going through, you will discover that your own problem is a grandchild. It's just a grandchild. And yet they can afford a smile. Not that they are pretending. No. But because the joy of the Lord is their strength. The Bible says rejoice again I say. Rejoice. 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 We are not pretending. We are not pretending. We know that God is on our side. Yea. Though I may go through the valley of the shadow of death. I shall fear no evil. For the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff they comfort me. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. I said glory be to God. 
No matter what you're going through today, God shall bring glory out of it in the name of Jesus. I said, God shall bring glory out of it in the name of Jesus. Sit down. Let me read a few lines here before we rise again to pray. Mm. Hear this. Tests and trials are conduits for bringing our glory out. Tests and trials are conduits for bringing our glory out. That is, glory comes out under pressure. The glory of a tea bag. You know tea bag? Huh? The glory of a tea bag is maximally expressed when you put it in hot water, not frozen water. The water must be what? Hot. And even after stirring it a little, you still need maybe some hand to press it. <laughs> Am I right here? Yes, you press it. You press it. So that marido challenge, maybe the finger of God just pressing some glory out of you. Pressing. Yeah, because the glory must be squeezed out. I said the glory must be what? Squeezed out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, mature class or baby class? Mature class or baby class? <laughs> it's not that the problem will destroy you. No, no, no. God is just using it just to, to, to press you a little bit. To, because you, you, you are like a sponge full of glory. Now, for that glory to come out, we need to squeeze the sponge. We need to squeeze the sponge. We need to squeeze the sponge so the glory can come out. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. That is why don't be surprised when the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. That is, I'm not going to die in this valley. You're not going to die in financial struggles. You're not going to die in marital struggles. You're not going to die in business struggles. You're not going to die in workplace persecution. In the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever you're going through right now, may God use it as raw material for the release of glory. I said the release of glory. I said the release of glory. I said the release of glory. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Everyone be upstanding please. Everyone be upstanding. Now I'll read one or two lines again. Because in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 5. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 5. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. <laughs> the glory of the Lord, have you seen it? The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And when glory is revealed, all flesh shall see it together. 
they shall see your glory. They shall see your glory. I said they shall see your glory. They shall see your financial glory. Your business glory. Your academic glory. We shall see the glory of your children. The glory of your marriage. The glory of your ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor, there's glory to see in your life. There's glory to see. There's glory to see. I decree this hour. Every hidden glory come out in the name of Jesus. Every buried glory come out in the name of Jesus. I said come out in the name of Jesus. You remember in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 3. 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse number 3. The Bible says, when the children of Israel saw how the fire came down. Now hear this. And when they saw the glory of the Lord on the temple. Because there are two types of glory. Internal glory. Which is verse 1 and 2 of Second Chronicles chapter 7. The Bible says that the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. Have you seen it? So much that the priests could not enter. I decree this hour. Sickness shall not enter you. Poverty shall not enter your life. Curses and evil covenants shall never come near you. Stagnation shall never be your portion. Rejection shall never be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. So there was glory that filled the temple. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? So there is glory inside. But verse number three talks about glory on the temple. Glory on the temple. This is the one that generates glory back to God. When the children of Israel saw it, they bowed their faces. When the people saw this dimension of glory, the Bible says, they said in astonishment, they said, Jesus has done all things well. So there is internal glory, which is invisible, is to do with your relationship with God, the glory of inner beauty, the inner beauty of holiness, integrity, the fear of God, and then there is exterior glory that men must see. That is, Christianity is both private and public. Christianity is both what? Private and public. So exterior glory is about public Christianity. People must see that the work of Jesus is being manifested in your life. In success, prosperity, distinction, good family, successful children, the best of health. Hallelujah. Smart dressing. Three-piece. I'm wearing three-piece suits for a purpose. Yeah. It's one way of demonstrating personal what? Glory. As granted by God. 
Yes. 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 Hallelujah. And this is time to have money. It's time to have what? And don't apologize for having money. Don't have money. Brothers, don't apologize for loving your wife. For loving whether you want to kiss her 17 times a week. It doesn't matter. It, 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 no apologies. Somebody shout, no apologies. Is it making sense here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't apologize for having children that are intelligent. Yes. Children that are what? Intelligent. Children that are intelligent. Yeah. Children that are intelligent. Like my children. They are intelligent though. See Pastor Lawrence. And the wife he married. They are all intelligent. Yes. Can somebody finish university education at a college of medicine? It's not like college of arts. A college of medicine. And you think those boys and girls are not intelligent? Come on. What are you talking about? Hallelujah. Don't apologize for living in a nice house. Tell your neighbor, I have no apologies. some people, they want to apologize for what? Don't apologize for having a successful business. It's a dimension of glory that God has given you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody shout glory! glory! I decree this hour. Shouts of glory shall never cease in your house. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Pastors, we are not going to apologize for loving God. I don't know about you, but as for me, I love God and have no apologies. I love my wife and I have no what? Apologies. You want to be beating your wife? Okay, I wish you well. Continue. As for me, I love mine. I love my wife all. Yes, and you can see that she's loved. Somebody shout glory! Single sisters, may God give you husbands that shall love you maximally. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says the glory of the Lord appeared. And they saw it on the temple. They shall see it on your business. They shall see it on your marriage. They shall see it on your health. They shall see it in your finances. They shall see it in your farming activities. In the mighty name of Jesus. They shall see glory in your going out. 
they shall see glory in your coming in. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please can I hear loud a shout of amen here. Anything anti-glory. Anything what? Anti-glory in your life. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. I cancel it in the name of Jesus. I don't know what business you are doing. Tellering, estate agents, whatever you are buying and selling goods and services, I decree this hour. Glory shall be evident upon your endeavors. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory shall appear upon your children. I said 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 upon your children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout five times. Glory. One. Two. Three. Four. today as you look at your bank balance there shall be shouts of glory when you look at the performance of your children in their studies there shall be shouts of glory I said shouts of glory when you look at the progress of your businesses there shall be shouts of glory 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 Walk to ten people and tell them glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. Tell them glory. Walk to ten of them. Tell them glory. 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 Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Our life is like a sponge soaked with God's glory that no one can see until we are squeezed to let it out. He had given them the glory of global ministry when he taught them in Matthew 28 and verse 19 said, Go and make disciples of all the nations. But what happened? After the Holy Ghost landed, they continued to just break bread in Jerusalem. Nothing more until God allowed pressure. In Acts chapter 8, verses 1 to 5, that was terrible pressure. And the church scattered around the world. Hallelujah. God had to allow the pressure of persecution in order to squeeze glory out of the early church. It was full of glory, but only impacting Jerusalem. When he had said that you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, 
in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. But as for them, they only remained in Jerusalem. And God said, no ways. Pressure must land so that this glory can be squeezed out as a fragrance that shall permeate the entire globe for the propagation of the gospel. And so in John 2, verses 1 to 11, please hear me. At the wedding of Cana of Galilee, <laughs> wine ran out somewhere along the way. In those days, weddings were not done like we do them today. That you have reception only on a particular day in the afternoon. Sometimes you announce that the reception ceremony will start at half one only for the bride and the bridegroom to arrive at 3.30. So it's even just about two hours, really. But in those days, weddings were celebrated for seven days. So when they said that wine had run out, it was somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way. But here it is. Jesus intervened in that situation. And in verse number 11 of John chapter 2, the Bible says, the miracle Jesus performed at that wedding of turning water into wine was the beginning of signs that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee. And hear this, and manifested his glory. So generally, God will manifest his glory by intervening in our situations. Amen. Concerning that blind man, the disciples asked Jesus a question. They said, is he the one who sinned or his parents? And Jesus said it was neither him nor his parents, but this came to be for the glory of God. So if you're going through issues, don't panic. That situation is raw material for the manufacture, the expression, and the showing forth of the glory of God. And I decree that before this month expires, somebody will be singing a new song. I said somebody will be singing a new song. And you happen to be one of them. I said you happen to be one of them. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we see from this testimony of Khan of Galilee, John chapter 2, verses 1 to 11, we see there, number one, that sometimes God allows things to run out in order to reveal his glory. Sometimes God allows things to run out in order to reveal his glory. The meaning is, if you start running out of necessities, don't panic because God will be manifesting his glory in your situation by supplying what you're looking for. Therefore, whatever it is that is a shortfall in your life, receive divine supplies. Receive divine supplies. Financial supplies. Resource supplies. Supplies of favor. Supplies of breakthroughs. Supplies of help from destiny partners. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody is receiving the supply of a marriage partner. Somebody is receiving the supply of a baby. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's receiving the supply of twins. In the mighty name of Jesus. You know, sometimes when your miracle delays too much, God gives you twins. Like Rebecca. She waited for 20 years. But God said, no, 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 no. no. I will compensate you by giving you baby Esau and baby Jacob. Huh? Some of you, the way you have suffered with accommodation, suffered in the hands of landlords, may God give you two houses. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Somebody here, the way you have suffered financially, may God give you double salary increment. In the mighty name of Jesus. We all also see here, please, I want you to see this. From John chapter 2, that glory always reveals that which is better than what we had before. The man said, you, the wine that is coming at the end is the best. You young man, what kind of trick is this? That you are giving us the best wine at the end. My God, I decree this hour that as glory is being revealed upon your life, you shall enjoy better things. I said you are enjoying better things. Better testimonies. Better finances. Better finances. Better testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear you shout amen three times here? Proverbs chapter 3 verse 35. Quickly. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 35. The wise shall inherit glory. So glory is your inheritance. Beginning this hour. Receive your inheritance. Your glory inheritance. The meaning is beginning from here. As you leave this service. Wherever you turn. You shall encounter glory. I said you shall encounter glory. Your testimonies beginning this hour shall be glory encounter testimonies. Glory encounter testimonies. Glory encounter testimonies. I said glory encounter testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus. You believe that, shout it louder, amen. Now, what I want you to do in two minutes is to begin to declare specifics of the dimensions of glory you want to see upon your life. Whether it is finances, you say, I declare financial glory upon my life. Marito, you say, I declare marital glory upon my life. Can we do that? Lift your voice. Come on. Don't mind those that are standing next to you. Just go ahead. Just lose yourself in it. Declare. Declare. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. Marital glory. Financial glory. Business glory. It is my portion.
It is my portion. It is my portion. Marital glory, financial glory, business glory, professional glory. How many are receiving it? Declare it, establish it. Begin to announce I am walking in financial glory, marital glory, parenting glory, business glory, ministry glory. I'm operating in the glory of God. I am operating in the glory of God. In the glory of God. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadi. I'm manifesting the glory of God. Professional glory, financial glory, family glory, marital glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shakata Ragadala Baka. Yakata Ragadele Bokaya. Yakata Ragadi, Makata Ragadanda. Yeah. Yeah. Zakata Ragade, Bakata Ragade. Zakata Ragadala, Bakata Ragade. Yakata Ragadala, Bakata Ragadaya. Yakata Ragade, Bokata Ragada. Yakata Ragadala, Bakata Ragadala, Bakaya. Shakata Ragadala, Bakata Ragadala, Baka. Yakata Ragadala, Bakata Ragadala, Baka. Yakata Ragadana Bakata Ragadana Baka Sakata Rigade I'm basking in the glory of God. I am flowing in the glory of God. I am swimming in the glory of God. I am abiding in the glory of God. I am walking in the glory of God. The glory of God. The glory of God. Shakata Ragadende. Yakata Ragadaragadagaga. Yakata ragadala bagala bagala. Jakata ragadinde ligadala baka. I am walking in the glory of God. I am flowing in the glory of God. Yes, yes. Shakata ragada. Yakata ragadalaga. No shame is permitted anywhere in my life. Shakata ragadi. Likakarabasaya. Lakata ragadei. Yakata ragadala bakalaba. Ya. Lagala 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 lagalaba. Yakalabande. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 62, verse number 3. Isaiah 62, and verse number 3. The Bible says, you shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. You. You. Somebody shout with me, I am a crown of glory. In the hand of the Lord. I want you to put your right hand on your forehead. And you will begin to announce like a warrior. I am a crown of glory. In the hand of the Lord. Financially. Maritally. In business. In health. In my going out. In my coming in. I am a, a crown of glory. In the hand of the Lord. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Announce it. Announce it. Declare it. 
declare it. How many are praying? How many are praying? I am the crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Financially, maritally, ministerially, in business, in health, in career, in my going out, in my coming in. I am a crown of glory, 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 a crown of glory. I am a crown of glory. I am a crown of glory in my host. I am a crown of glory in the works of my hands. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Shakata ragadala bakata ragadi. Yakata ragadala bakata ragadanda. Yakata ragadala gadala 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 I am a crown of glory. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. I am a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Shakata ragada. In my going out, a crown of glory. In my coming in, a crown of glory. In the works of my hands, a crown of glory. I am 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 a crown of glory. In the hand of the Lord. In the hand of the Lord. In the hand of the Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands for the King of Kings.